HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit HearstRanch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. You're listening to Cutting the Curd. Hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd. Hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd. Hosted by Ann Saxelby. Broadcast live to the Cosmos on the Heritage Radio Network. Welcome back to another episode of Cutting the Curd on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Anne Saxelby. My co-host is Sophie Schlesinger. Hi, everybody. We also have Kate Arding in the studio with us today of uh, Culture Magazine and other illustrious, cheesy organizations. Um, we're going to talk more with Kate, uh, actually, for next week's show, but, but she's here, so we're going to ask her questions. Okay. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> Thanks for being here. It's fun. <laughs> um, but so today is October 1st, yep. and we are proud to be celebrating the second annual American Cheese Month. Yeah, the whole month of October. So the happy month. first day of American Cheese Month. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's all beginning. If you if you, all of y'all out there don't know it, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a cheesy storm a brewing. Um, <laughs> but so we're going to talk a little bit about American Cheese Month, and then later in the show we're going to be talking with Christine Hyatt, who was actually one of the uh, instigators behind uh, this new and awesome tradition um, about how it got started and and what's uh, what's sort of happening around town here in New York and also around the country. Um, so American Cheese Month, uh, as we said, it's the second year. Yeah. Um, it is uh, designed to promote artisan cheeses being made here in the United States. It is not American cheese from Kraft. That would be a long and boring and torturous <laughs> month. Um, although, you know, when I was five, I think I really would have enjoyed that. Yeah, just like a grilled cheese every day with <laughs> Kraft singles. I actually used to eat my preferred lunch i think through like age seven or eight was um american cheese on white bread no condiment whatsoever <laughs> not toasted just like no purist mushy and like cold <laughs> mushy cold spongy <laughs> i remember my grandmother asking me um 
you know, she would make my lunch when my parents were out of town and she was like, don't you want butter on it or anything? And I was like, no. <laughs> Straight <It's>, up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that's the truth. But now, now I prefer like other kinds of cheese come. sandwiches. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank heaven. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, American cheese month, one of the most fun things I think about American cheese month is the passport program. Yes. Which was started, um, last year. Um, mm-hmm. Kurt Dammeyer from Beechers was one of the major forces behind that. Um, and I'm sure many other people as well, but the passport program is really nice because it basically allows different retailers around the country to feature a different cheese every day of the month, um, at a discount, which the passport holder can, can purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like $10 too for the passport. Yeah, exactly. You buy the passport for $10 at the beginning of the month, and that $10 goes to the ACE Foundation, which is the American Cheese Education Foundation. It's a great organization that um, sponsors a lot of uh, scholarships and learning opportunities for cheesemakers and cheese professionals. It's the um, it's another branch of the American Cheese Society. Um, so you get your passport for 10 bucks, and then you're entitled to a discount um, up to 40% at some stores off of different yeah. American cheeses. So it's a really great deal yeah every single day and so and you can just keep going back to the same store or go to different stores i think yeah can travel around the country visiting different stores (laughs) and i'm looking at the list of all the participating people and it really is throughout the country so we can we can put the list up i think on our website or or have a link to it uh for listeners if you're interested to see if there's uh any store near where you live Absolutely. And I think it's on, um, is it on their website? Yes. Yeah, it definitely is. AmericanCheeseMonth.org mm-hmm. is the website. So you can check that out. Um, but without further ado, um, Christine, are you with us on the line? I am indeed. Thank you. We've been babbling away. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. So um, tell us about the origins of American Cheese Month. This was kind of your brainchild, wasn't it? You know, it was. Um, I we uh, the American Cheese Society works with a strategic coach, and she advised me at the beginning of my presidency to think ahead. You know, what would I look back on and you know be very proud to see um, having happened. And you know, I every year I go to the uh, conference, and there are amazing people sharing incredible stories and and doing wonderful things. And I thought, well, you know, what if we could just harness a a tiny bit of that wonderful energy and put it out into the world toward the consumer um, who loves cheese but might not know all the great things that are happening um, and have that translate into awareness and hopefully um, great sales for our cheesemakers as they head into the busy holiday season. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm thrilled to see how it's evolved in, in just the past two years. Well, no, it's a really awesome thing. Being a, being a retailer, you know, it, it provides a lot of, you know, um, excitement for us um, in the month of October to be able to, you know, get things revved up for the holidays, like you said, and, yeah. and really focus on different cheesemakers. Um, I am a terrible radio host and did not properly introduce Christine Hyatt, <laughs> who is the former president of the American Cheese Society. She is now chair, chairwoman, chairman of the board, um, and she's also the force behind uh, CheeseChick.com, which has a whole host of um, different um, sites, uh, CheeseChick TV and other things. Um, so if you're, if you're into cheese, check out 
cheesechick.com because it's a really awesome uh, website. Um, so Christine, so what do you think are, uh, uh, you know, so why, why October? Why did you pick this month? Was it purely a holiday based decision or, you know, my, my initial inkling was October was this harvest month and it, you know, temperatures were cooling down and we were heading into the holiday season. Um, but really we, we put it onto the member survey a couple years back and asked what members thought when they thought would be the best month and, um, and October indeed, uh, ended up on top by a few percentage points over May, so that's that's how that happened. I like it. I, yeah. yeah, I think the fall is when I feel like eating more cheese. I mean, I eat an obscene amount of cheese all year round, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's well, good. It's like back to school. You learn about cheese. I don't know, getting yeah. colder. <laughs> it's, yeah, I think good it's excuse a good one. to get your friends together for a little dinner party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so. Um, Tell, can you tell us a little bit more about, um, I know uh, um, in Denver, I think it's in Denver this month, there's also the Craft Beer Festival, which seems like a yeah. really mm-hmm. nice, uh, the Great American Beer Festival, which seems like a really nice tie-in. Indeed, indeed. Yes, so our, um, our staff, uh, the, um, the staff is in Denver, and of course, Denver is a fabulous city for beer, and the Great American Beer Fest is a huge um, production there. And um, the American Cheese Society staff and volunteers will be there with a whole spread of cheese um, that uh, is donated by our cheesemakers. And it's a great way to really cross-promote because the people who understand craft beer and love craft beer are really an ideal um, customer for artists and cheese. And so, you know, really what we've seen is that people who visit um, the Great American Beer Fest really get excited, and actually the cheese has the longest line in the entire uh, pavilion, um, which is really kind of funny. There, there's uh, jokes that go, go on about that. People will wait in line for over an hour to try all these great cheeses. Um, and so consequently what's happened is many of the beer producers um, will work with their local cheese maker, you know, if they're in Oregon or New York, uh, um, beer maker, they might choose an Oregon or a New York beer to go with their um, their beers, and so there will be samples that are a little bit more spread around throughout um, throughout the festival this year. But there will still be that awesome display. Um, I don't have a uh, current figure, but I would imagine it will it will be a jaw dropping display of cheese. <laughs> that yeah. is awesome. We got to get our hands on some pictures of that. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And at the at the beer fest, I mean, having having uh, some cheese, I'm sure, is beneficial for many reasons. Because yes. when you're walking around trying lots of beers, it's good to have mm-hmm. it's good to have a little sustenance in there as well. Indeed. <laughs> um, so, do you can you tell us a little bit about um, different um, American Cheese Month events that are happening um, around the country? Maybe just a little, you know, a couple that stand out to you um, in addition sure. to the passport program. Absolutely. Well, the passport program is, is fabulous, and so that's something that anybody, um, you know, with a local cheesemonger who's participating can take part in, as you said. Um, but there are some really cool festivals that are happening. In fact, I'm heading out later this week to Portland, Oregon, for the Wedge Festival, um, which will feature cheesemakers from Oregon, Washington, Idaho, California, I mean, all over uh, pretty much the western region. And um, so that's a super exciting uh, event, and it is in, I believe, 
its fourth year um, this year. And um, last year, the event that kicked off American Cheese Month in its inaugural year was the Southern Artisan Cheese Festival in Nashville, Tennessee. And that is um, also happening this Saturday uh, with a whole host of Southern cheesemakers and artisan food purveyors uh, there in Nashville. So um, that's a great way to get the month started. I know there's cheese festivals and other tastings um, happening pretty much, uh, I think there's probably about 20 or 30 states that, are, that have events on the calendar. So um, I highly recommend people go to the AmericanCheeseMonth.org uh, website and check out the calendar and see if there is an event uh, in your backyard. That sounds great. Um, I, for one, can't wait to check out in yeah. New York to see uh, to see all the events that are going to be happening around here. Um, well, I think we're going to take a quick uh, break, but when we come back, we'll be back with Christine Hyatt talking about American Cheese Month. So stick with us. Ranch grass-fed beef, pasture-raised on 150,000 acres in Central California. Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, free-range, sustainably produced, humane. Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, the authentic flavor of the American West. Thank you, Hearst Ranch, for sponsoring <laughs> Cutting the Curd on the Heritage Radio Network. Steaks and cheese. Yeah. They go together. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're back talking about American Cheese Month, which is every October, will be every October from mm-hmm. here to eternity. Um, and we're talking with Christine Hyatt, who is the former president of the American Cheese Society and uh, sort of the force behind American Cheese Month. Um so, Christine, I was wondering, the, a, a number of states have actually made this quite official. Um, yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, if you check out the website, you'll see a proclamation, um, actually, from Governor Hickenlooper of uh, Colorado. Our, um, our headquarters is based in Colorado, and um, our wonderful staff there who really, um, they're the ones who carry the, carry the ball on this um, American Cheese Month and so many other ACS uh, Endeavors, but they um, reached out to the governor, and uh, he proclaimed that October is indeed American Cheese Month. There, so um, that's a pretty nice official recognition of all that the hard work that goes into making great cheese. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Well, I I think um, you know New York should follow suit. We got to get Governor Cuomo on top of this. Yeah, we know he likes yogurt, so I think cheese. You know, it's just a one step over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I was. Uh, Sophie was mentioning that you have also been up to a lot of new things um, for Cheese Chick, uh, specifically some um, some videos featuring Oregon cheesemakers. Indeed, yes, that's, that's how I'm celebrating this month, uh, this year. Last year I did events and classes and all sorts of great stuff here um, in my home state, but this year I'm focusing on uh, premiering and launching a series of videos um, featuring members of the Oregon Cheese Guild, and um, in the spring I took two trips and visited um, many of the member creameries and saw the animals and went into the make room and interviewed um, the cheesemakers, and am now premiering these videos, one every Monday. Today there is one um, with Gianaclis and Vern Caldwell of Folia Farm. And every Monday you'll get to see a new creamery and learn a little bit about cheese in Oregon, um, which you know I, I always say is kind of a microcosm of, of the larger um, wonderful things that are happening throughout the country, you know, the growth of cheesemakers and different cheese styles. It's a, it's a fascinating thing, and um, I'm just really pleased that we got a grant to be able to fund this great project. That, that is awesome. Um, so what? Uh, so people can go to cheesechick.com, and then from there, where do they go? You know, um, it's going to be all over my Facebook page, so I would recommend people check in there, and then also on the Oregon Cheese Guild site, so it's oregoncheeseguild.org. Um, and then every Monday there will be a new video posted. And um, so, yeah, there's actually a, a channel that has some preview videos, which is like a secret backdoor, but uh, they can, people can see that if they go visit my Facebook page. Very uh, cool. And what made you want to focus on, um, on Oregon and the Oregon uh, Cheesemakers Guild? Well, you know, that was really where I met my first real cheesemakers. I had worked in cheese for many years um, in Austin, Texas, and all around Texas, actually, and relocated to Oregon and was just, you know, amazed to see people actually making cheese. That was, uh, we sold a lot of European cheeses, which were fabulous um, in Texas, but we didn't really have such a local connection, at least at that time, um, with our producers. There were a handful um, and so when I went to Oregon and I saw what was happening there and I saw the people who were just very passionate about what they were doing, I immediately wanted to get involved with the Guild. And um, they were just so gracious and really um, interested in what I bring, which is kind of a, a social media and, and uh, video background, food photography and those sorts of things. And so it was a great partnership. I just kind of landed in a perfect spot for me. Um, and so this partnership has grown over the years, and um, and the Oregon Cheese Guild really has um, a network of people that can you know support uh, grant applications in this case, um, which is how we were able to make this project happen. That's very cool. That is great. Yeah, yeah Oregon seems to be like a very um, like you said a little microcosm, very progressive, um, very concentrated, rich area of cheese mm-hmm. cheese enthusiasm and yeah. love. <laughs> Yes, very much so. So you said this week is Folia Farm. Uh, We actually had uh, Giannicles on uh, the show just uh, last week, it was. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, she's amazing. Um, And can you give us a little sneak preview about who's coming up next week? 
Sure. Next week we'll um, launch with the Willamette Valley Teas. Um, they're a Salem, uh, Oregon-based producer of Goudas and other fine-aged cheeses. And uh, following that up with um, River's Edge Chev and Pat Morford and her beautiful artistic cheeses. Uh, and then we'll round out the month, I believe, with uh, Tumalo Farms and then Juniper Grove uh, Farms at the end of October. So that'll take us all the way through the, the month. Ban- Fantastic. That Yay. is. <laughs> um, well, uh, if anybody has any questions out there about American Cheese Month, um, I would say AmericanCheeseMonth.org, uh, the website, is a very comprehensive and informative sort of center for all things uh, American Cheese Month related. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out. And um, wherever you are in the country, if there is a retailer near you who's selling these cheese passports, Pick one up because not only will you be benefiting the ACE Foundation, but you will also get to try heaps of different American cheeses for quite a lovely discount. And, you know, who knows? You might discover a new favorite. Yeah, exactly. Probably something on the list out of the next 30, 31 days that you haven't tried before. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Our shop in New York is open for one more hour, and our cheese today <laughs> is Lake's time. Edge from Blue Ledge Farm. <laughs> it's a gooey, wonderful goat cheese from Blue Ledge Farm in Vermont. So if uh, listening has made you hungry, just head on over there. Yeah, 120 Essex <laughs> Street. Well, thank you so much, Christine. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I am excited to uh, have more people learn about uh, American cheese. Us too, and I can't wait to watch those videos. (laughs) Indeed. Well, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll be back next Monday with another episode of Cutting the Curd. So uh, till then, eat lots of American cheese. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.